we are delving. Sorry about the air conditioner. It is uh, hot as balls outside, and I don't want to die. Nor does Diego. Soon it will be the fall, and this it, podcast will rejoice. It was fall last week, and the week before that, and they, and the semester fucking started, and all the freshmen brought the heat with them or something. And all of a sudden, it became twice as long to go anywhere. Oh, oh yeah, oh my god. I, I Trying to get over the bridge in the New Brunswick is ridiculous. Any, anything in this whole area, like just the undergrad, just destroyed everything. It was so nice. You didn't, you didn't really notice it get better. You just notice it get worse. Yeah. It doesn't get, cause it gets better. I feel like it gets better slowly because mm-hmm. they kind of filter out during exam period. And then like Labor Day weekend hits and then, you know, 20,000 people just show up. And it really did. It's every year and it still, and it still annoys the piss out of me. But what, what makes it bearable is the fact that shortly after they're here, it gets cool. It does. <laughs> In a good year. In a good year. This is going to be a great year. Because the winter is going <laughs> to snow is going to hit like the 15th of October. It's not that snow, just icy, icy, bitter cold. I would prefer- and then seeing people suffer on Halloween and skimpy clothing in, in sub-zero temperatures. You thought you were going to be a sexy nurse without burden? Wrong. This is going to be a weather wizard. <laughs> For torturous purposes. Weather wizard is the first hero in the Flash TV show, by the way. Of course he is, because Flash has the best rogues gallery. I'm sorry, the first villain. Because Flash is the best rogues gallery. Flash has a very interesting rogues gallery. I still I still stand by Batman as the best. Yeah, Batman's probably the best, but I love Flash's more. And I would say that the worst rogues gallery is a mixed bunch, but Superman's got to be up there. Superman, Iron Man doesn't have a great rogues gallery. Iron Man has the worst rogues gallery. Yeah, yeah. I mean, At least Superman has Lex Luthor. Yeah. Lex, Metallo. Metallo's always so boring to me. Sometimes. Um, grr, grr, grr. I don't think who else was in the TV show. Brainiac. Brainiac. Oh, yeah, Bra- yeah, he's got like Lex and Brainiac. They so they right there. Yeah. They've so been, they've been doing a really good job uh, with Future's End, by the way. So that's, that's one to see. But I'll mention that when we actually do the official podcast. Yes. I've been following lately. Okay. You'll have to re- listen to something else. Listen to both shows <gasps> to get the full experience. So this delve which I'm going to let you do the synopsis of, since I don't think I can do it without laughing, is... So, whoa, whoa, do you think I can keep a straight face during this film? There's a difference between straight face and laughter. Dirty Pair, Project Eden. I would like to preface your exposition with making sure the audience knows that I have never actually seen more than a clip of Dirty Pair and have no prior knowledge of what they are, aside from you making an all-time comment after I found out about this last time, that they were pro wrestlers. Well, they were inspired by pro by female pro wrestling, ah. and so that move and that sort of that movement of uh, you know, female pro wrestling in the eighties. So now you may. So, Dirty Pair, Project Eden is the only film, theatrical film, in the large uh, Dirty Pair media franchise. Which includes novels, uh, an anime TV series, some other miniseries. Manga. Manga, uh, US comics even. Um, I think I've seen one of you. Yeah, they're probably from the 90s through the early 2000s. They're like a few, mini, a few American comic miniseries called The Dirty Pair. And uh, in this film, we have our two uh, trouble consultants, Kay and Yuri trying to get back a case of Visorium in the, the prologue of the film, and then they have to investigate uh, Visorium mines and this planet that has sort of 
two separate societies, you know, sort of one bureaucratic and one capitalistic. And sort of, you know, the, the, the joke there being that they're essentially the same society. They have about the same production value. And uh, what if for those who are not familiar with uh, Kay and Yuri, they are actually not called the Dirty Pair in the world. Their official term is the Lovely Angels. And they are trouble consultants who solve problems, which usually, they solve the problem, but usually cause a few others. They seem to have a panache for destruction. They're, they're, I mean, they solve their problems in, I think, one way, which is blowing up the problem. Which anyone who's, you know, role-played trouble consultants understand that's the easiest way to solve the problem. Yeah, I mean, I think, I believe there was a Bessem module for the Dirty Pair back surprised. in the day. And this is, you know, this is one of those franchises that was super big. In the you know early '90s anime fandom in this country, and probably late you know late '80s or '90s, it has gotten two different dubs: one from Streamline Pictures and one from ABV Films. Uh, now it's available from Nozomi, and they just put both dubs on the disc. And you can get this with the two other feature-length works: uh, A Nordlandia and Flight 005. But let's get into the actual film. I mean, the, to be fair, there's almost I think I've gone through the, the entire plot of the film. In that in that sentence there, ish. The, the, yeah, it's not a plot heavy. No I story. Mean, it's a it's a hijinks effect. Right. They they got they ha- they get another job. They have their die Friday. Yeah. Carson D. Carson, good. You know, almost no our name. Wine, wine hunting extraordinaire. Yes, he's trying. Yeah, you find out about three quarters away through the film that. He is there, not to, you know, not to steal this Visorium, which is the you know element you need for space travel, which you only find out in this film. So, you know, it doesn't come up with the TV series, it doesn't come up with anything else. It's, this film has Visorium. And I think, you know, from... So, how you know, you know how much do you understand what they were doing without having seen any other Dirty Pair media? Enough. It was one of those things where about, I think... After about ten minutes, mm-hmm. when I understood that I wasn't actually going to get any kind of legitimate introduction to them, I just kind of turned that part of my brain off and just enjoyed. And that's the intro. You get the same amount of intro even in the TV show to what they do. They just they just throw you in and watch them do hijinks. I mean, it was. It, this is this, to me. This can only be. This is this is not science fiction, barring space travel and whatnot. This is just slapstick comedy. Which happens to be on space station. Yeah, I mean, there are just certain things like I wasn't I wasn't too far into it, but there was just a point where you just had to realize it was just like this is this is so eighties it makes the eighties look serious. This is this is like maybe maybe the most anime and the most eighties thing we've done on this podcast possibly ever, it's, or it's definitely in the running for both of those. It's high in the running. I mean, I still think it has to be... It's got to be Miami Connection, connection. Yeah. yeah. Although I think that this has more, like, music video sequences... It does. ...than, any, than anything Miami Connection did. This struck me as, obviously, it is an anime, mm-hmm. but it struck me just as, like, I could see foundations of anime there, like, um, like still shots and faces, which became almost comedic in their Well, like, I mean, this is mid-80s, so a lot of that was already... Had already started to develop, and... The only problem I've seen on I've seen on some of that is there were times when they were saying serious things but doing comedic things visually, mm-hmm. and it was very jarring. It, it, I mean, this could be because we were just talking about in the next episode, but it sort of reminds me of that Coen Brothers of what they what, what's going on in the film versus 
how they're reacting and sort of there's a disconnect there. Definitely. Sort of horrifying actions of, you know, faking a kidnapping, but the film still being a comedy. Yeah. And, it's, you know, it's that same sort of it, dichotomy it, to make. Yes, but... The, I don't know that it won't quite compare this to a Coen Brothers film yeah. in quality. But in a way, to me, this was more technical. Like, there were cons where one of the girls would be talking seriously, but the actions of her face, mouth, and whatever were mm-hmm. were displaying that comedically. And it was it was weird. That I didn't catch that? And I don't it could it, it could be a double effect, I'm not sure. A effect. I was I realized that. But just listening, I'm like, but the things she's saying seriously are serious. So I wasn't sure. I don't yeah, I'm not but, I, I wish I could pick, pick, pinpoint that moment. I, I, and I could go back and find it, but not now. Mm-hmm. But there were, there, I don't know, there were things that I liked about it, there were things that I didn't. Some of the things I liked about it was just that it was something I could just turn my brain off and just watch. That was what it was. Mm-hmm. But at times it became so much more ridiculous that my brain kept on trying to come back in and go, really? <laughs> what, what it, the, way, the way I watched it this time, I was like, this would be perfect to have on in the background while other people are talking. Yeah. Because yeah. it's... It's very low dialogue. The whole film is, you know, it's not that much dialogue in the whole film. A lot of it's action sequences with sort of synth poppy kind of music behind it. And, of course, TNA. Yes. I mean, there's very little actual nudity in the film. No, no, there's... They're, I, I don't remember seeing any. They are usually in rags. Or if, bubbles. Yeah. And uh, Carson D. Carson is usually in underpants. Yes. So it's an equal opportunity in this film. I just... All right. You saw, you see this place they're at, mm-hmm. and it's horrible, and it's dingy, and you think you might need a technic shot just looking at the interior. Yes, yeah, so, yeah. And they find bathtubs and go, you know what we should do? Take have, a bath. Have baths. And I'm just like, why would you even get in that tub? And they even say, they're like, yeah, I'm pretty sure this is like the fuel reclamation system or something. <laughs> because some producer probably said, you know, we need a bathtub sequence in this film. Of course, that is the perfect opportunity to introduce your your male character hijinks as he falls through the vents. He falls through the ceiling into uh, Yuri's. I want to say her breast, because then he falls into Kay's crotch, and then is grabbing her breast. Yes, and he makes a valid point that if he removes his hands from her breast, then he'll see them. <laughs> but and then they spend if not the majority, a good chunk after that in towels, rags. More than half, I feel like, up until like the end of the third act. That happens at the beginning of the second act. Right. At the, at the, towards the end of the third act, they actually get back back into like clothes. Or armor, almost. So they spend you know most time fighting aliens in rag bikinis and underpants. Yes. It is, it is not a classy film on any, any circumstance. Not remotely. The music is synth 80s. It, it, this, yeah. The animation is actually pretty reasonable. It's, it's, it's theatrical. It's not the best I've seen. I mean, it's no, like, Redline or Vampire D or even, like, Akira. They play to their strengths with, like, making, like, stop cuts, like, action combat scenes. Yeah, I mean, this, this has, you know, all those anime effects of, let's just pan over this still frame here. Mm-hmm. But it does, it does it well. The villain is moronic. He's, he's goofiest. He's a goofy ass mad scientist. I love him. He's he's trying super to goofy. He's just bring a, back these 
metal-eating aliens. He makes such huge mistakes that you wonder how he's gotten as far as he has. Maybe his maybe senility. I think they do kind of point, you know, hmm. oh, I'm too old for this shit kind of uh, behavior. But, um, but to my relief, they were definitely not magical girls. No, this is not a magical, this is not a magical girl. This is not pornography. No, they kicked ass. They took names. This, I feel like this, you know, people who like Guardians of the Galaxy, this is in that same genre of comedic space pieces. More ridiculous. More yeah. ridiculous, but it's, it's, I think, I think, you know, if we, if Sean Gunn had had, you know, fully, full control over that film. Maybe. But, speaking of which, just uh, a little applause for them who have overtaken Winter Soldier in, like, highest, highest gross. Missing of 2014 so far. 2014. Mm-hmm. And it's, we're close to the end, and I think they can pull it off. I don't see what else really could. I don't think The Hobbit will. It's the only film in my mind that has blockbuster. And I see this going out for a couple Oscars. Maybe. Not anything major. Visual not, effects. Yeah, visual effects, stuff like that. Yeah. Not anything major. I, I, but I, I see it going out for I, some I Oscars. think Vin Diesel, uh, Best Supporting Actor. <laughs> I'm saying it right now. Vin Diesel, Best Supporting Actor for this year. You know, I, I don't see it, but I would be very happy. I feel like there should be a bet involving something like me agreeing to do something ridiculous. <laughs> we review all four seasons of My Little Pony, Friendship is Magic, if Vin Diesel gets nominated for Best Supporting Actor. No, one season he gets nominated, four if he wins. Fine. Okay. <laughs> okay, I've got to bribe a lot of people now. <laughs> You've got to bribe Hollywood, and they take a lot of money. Yes. As, as though if you like ridiculousness in your science fiction. This is good to see. It's, it is very ridiculous, but it's entertaining. I think you had it on the mark. I think if you're ever looking to just have a party and have some stuff in the background that's goofy, it's got, this fun, it's got fun music, mm-hmm. highly visual. Yeah. This is, you know... Turn on the subtitles and just let it go. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but on, I'm sure any of the tracks, again, there's so little dialogue in this film that it doesn't really matter. You kind of follow the story just looking at it. You know, yeah. Aliens pop up. They have boobs for some reason. Because they're, they're aliens. Aliens need boobs. Yes. Yeah, These, you know, xenomorphs with tits. Prove me wrong. There's xenomorphs with tits. Well, yes. I mean, they are aliens. And they, they did have breasts. They did have very, very obvious breasts. But um, but yeah, I I liked I liked it for what it was. It's an, it's, a, it's, an, it's again I, I I put it on here not as a great film, more as a historic curiosity of where anime fandom has come from. And it's a really just it's just it's a blast to watch. It was a, I had a blast watching it both times. I think I would have had more fun watching it with other people. Yeah, I mean, like watching it alone, it didn't have the same impact. Unless you're like me, you can watch anything alone. I just I can watch most anything alone. Where I don't find watching other people unless it's really bad. We can like have a deep discussion of what's what they're doing wrong. This was up. This is up with Miami Connection, like me wanting to just like riff on it. Well, you know, and that's a, that's the level of like I I now have a new level of if it hits this level, I need to watch it with other people to make fun of it. Okay, so so it's not at you know. Silverhawks level where I need to have someone there, there to watch it like... No, it's not at Silverhawks level where if you didn't watch it with me, I'd probably just... You just kill, you just kill yourself? Yeah. 
Where like I I had to bail out of watching it alone. I could watch this alone. Mm-hmm. I just think it would have been funner to watch. It, it probably would be. This is you know again, this is a this is a good group view film, like is, most comedies are. But and this is certainly not going to break anyone. Like if you show this to the list of them, they're gonna still be okay with you. Yeah, this isn't. It's not overtly sexual. There's no tentacle rape. Yeah, there's nothing like that. And like I said, there's playful TNA. Yeah, I mean, if you if you've watched most like eighties eighties action or eighties comedy films, it's as much as you would expect from something called the Dirty Pair. Mm-hmm. Maybe even less. Probably a little less. You might be thinking it's actual porn. But in any case, what's our next delve? Next up is the film Primer, which That's- I believe we got off of the list. Yeah, I think we and I think we looked it up, but it is it a sounds, it is a time travel film, right? And it sounds like an interesting. Uh, so I'm, I'm wondering if this will continue. I'll go, I'll go back to our heavy films. I feel like we've had three or four heavier films right before this, mm-hmm. and this has been like a nice like breath of fresh breath of like happy film between like after like three or four like really heavy. What films. was the last one? Last I, one was ja- was the jacket. Right, 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 right. Open your eyes. Sure. Okay. Hat right. labor. And I think before that was something else that was decently heavy. So we've had, like, I feel like three or four, like, decently heavy films. Right. I just actually added to the list for the first time in quite a while, so. Oh, you've added Next and uh, Space Camp. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to keep on scouting. I know there's things I haven't thought of. Yeah, before that was Metropolis. So, yeah, we haven't had a uh, Dark Star was our last comedy, and that was, a, that was a painful film for both of us. Yeah, I'm starting to I'm starting to reevaluate the number I said before we were recording. It might I, I'm I'm leaning it more towards at least 25 now. Okay, we should do something for the 50th. We we should do some sort of like three partners, you know, some sort of weird theme or something or best of do a clip show. Oh God. <laughs> what would that even be like? I don't know. <laughs> Hell, who would even listen to that? Our listeners. <laughs> Bye, listeners. <laughs>